Well, I'm speaking this morning. Omniscience of God. That he knows all things. He knows all things. He knows everything about us. He knows all the circumstances. He knows the situations. He knows what goes on in our minds and our hearts. Hallelujah. And he loves us. Hallelujah. With an everlasting love. Hallelujah. And we sometimes, as, as children of God, we feel he doesn't understand how we feel. We sometimes feel that in our hearts. That, and we cry out to God, you don't understand, Lord, how I feel. And he says, I know all about it. I knew it when I created you. I knew everything about you. I called you and I chose you. Each one of us is called to some service and ministry. I thank God for that. He's not got any favorite people. Hallelujah, we are all equal in the sight of God. Hallelujah. And we, we, we can stand before him this morning. Hallelujah. I'm going to start. There's a scripture that's tested me and tried me quite a number of times. It's in, it's in John chapter 12. And it's Jesus talking about his destiny. He's talking to his father and people around him. And it says here in verse 23, The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. He that loveth his life shall lose it. He that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honour. You see, Jesus was about to die for the sins of the world and for all the other attributes that we gained through the, the, the passing of him on the cross and his rising again on the third day. All those things he was telling us about, that it was necessary for him to die. And you know, I don't know about you, uh, I die daily to my flesh, to my will, and to, to surrender to his will, just as Jesus did there. And I was, we were, Shirley and I were, praying one morning this week and she has a list of things that we go through on a 
on a cycle. Uh, and we were feeling a little bit tearful and and things were happening and she read me this. And it's from Psalm one three nine. This is a wonderful blessing because it's David King David's poetic prayer that he he sang, I believe he sang, when he was made king, because he, he was a poet and he was a, a singer. Uh, he was a, quite a good musician. And yet, this man who grew up as a shepherd, spent most of his formative years in the field with the sheep, this man had an insight into God's omniscience he says here starts verse 1 Lord you know everything there is to know about me hallelujah you know everything to about that there is to know about me. nothing's hidden from God hallelujah we can hide things from one another we can can see conceived to deceive other, one another but nothing is hidden from God he knows us you perceive every movement of my heart and soul and you understand my every thought before it even enters my mind hallelujah that's how God knows us and yet he loves us just as we are hallelujah you are intimately aware of me, Lord. Oh, Jesus. He knows intimately everything. There's nothing hidden from him. You read my heart like an open book. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is the God that we serve. He reads our heart like an open book. That's why it says, guard your heart with due diligence. For out of it cometh the issues of life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The battleground in our lives is our heart, brother and sister. Hallelujah. There's a battle going on for your heart. Hallelujah. The world would like your heart to be in its possession. He would like to... The devil would like to get a hold of your heart that you might put your affection on something other than God. Hallelujah. Whatever it is that you desire with the mind and the, uh, your understanding, desire God. Hallelujah. Because he wants you to desire him for who he is. He is the awesome one. He is the one that overshadows everything in our lives. You know every step I will take before my journey even begins. You've gone into my future to prepare a way. Hallelujah. Thank God for that. And in kindness, you follow behind me. He's behind you. Hallelujah. You're not on your own. He's behind you. You sometimes think, well, he'd be in front of you. But he's behind you. Hallelujah, egging you on, urging you on. Verse 
to spare me from the harm of my past. I don't know about you, we have many regrets as we go through life because we're human. But God has protected us from our past. Hallelujah. He's dealt with the past. That's what he did on the cross. Our past is forgiven and forgotten. Hallelujah. This is a shepherd boy. This is a shepherd boy wrote this down. Not just somebody eloquent, gifted in uh, all, the, all the arts and everything else, who's studied and all the rest of it. This is an, uh, a shepherd boy. This is the sort of insight you can have into your relationship with God today. Hallelujah. You can get in alone with God and he can open the world up to you. Hallelujah. With your hand of love upon my life, you impart a blessing to me. This is just too wonderful and deep and incomprehensible. Your understanding of me brings me to wonder and strength. Isn't it wonderful? We can't comprehend it. We can't even begin to understand it. But that's the wonderful thing, you see. He leads us. He has, has the one object to lead us into, as David wrote elsewhere, into green pastures by still waters. Hallelujah. That we might be renewed as the eagle. Hallelujah. That we might rise up. Hallelujah. Above all the natural, emotional things of life. Huh. Where could I run and hide from your face? Where could I run and hide? Where can we run from to hide? We can't hide anywhere. He's there. If I go to heaven, you're there. If I go down the realms of the dead, and you're there too. If I fly with wings into the shining dawn, you're there. If I fly into radiant sunshine, sunset, you are there waiting. Wherever I go, your hand will guide me. Your strength will empower me. There's a word there for you today, brothers and sisters. There's a word there. He will empower you. He will guide you. Hallelujah. Do you not afraid of the future or the potential that the future has? Because God will guide you and empower you. Wherever you go, you shall be empowered. It's impossible to disappear from you. <laughs> Sometimes we think, well, well, we'll give it a rest for a while and we'll, we'll get away and <laughs> we'll forget about things and we'll do all these things. But we can't get away from him. Wherever we are, we wake up in the morning, he's there. Or ask the darkness to hide me, for your presence is everywhere, bringing light into my night. Hallelujah. He's there. He brings light. He opens up the vista before you so that you can see. And it, you know, some people talk about blind faith. Faith is not blind. 
Faith sees. Hallelujah. You can't walk in faith if you can't see. Hallelujah. God, God gives you light in your life so that you can see. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. There's no such thing as darkness with you. The night to you is as bright as the day. There's no difference between the two. Hallelujah. You form my innermost being, shaping my delicate inside and my intricate outside, and wove them all together in my mother's womb. God did that. You're not an accident. You know, my mum was over 40 when I had, she had me. She never confessed, but I don't think she was expecting me. <laughs> but it didn't make any difference because God was expecting me to be there. <laughs> and you'll have to put up with it <laughs> because God made me like I am. <laughs> I can't be any different. <laughs> Bless you. You'll come to love me in the end, I'm sure, because I love you to death. I thank you, God, for making me so mysteriously complex. <laughs> you know, anybody who knows me knows how complicated I am. Everything I do and everything I am is complicated by, by my mind. <laughs> but God made me like that. See, the thing is, for certain situations, you need to have complexity in, in control. Because life is very complex and only God can keep, keep you in a position where you can hold fast in the Spirit of God. Everything you do is marvellously breathtaking. <laughs> do you, does God take your breath away? <laughs> Things happen, not always good. That absolutely makes you, takes your breath away. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. Because God is trying to get your attention. Hallelujah. God is always trying to get your attention. I don't know whether you realize that. He's trying to involve you in his plan. He, he, he tries and tries and tries again. He doesn't give up. The Holy Ghost is... Is the one that follows and 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 chastens you sometimes, Hallelujah. But he does it all beautifully in love. <laughs> it simply amazes me to think about it. How thoroughly you know me, Lord. It's amazing, isn't it? Oh Jesus. You even formed every bone in my body. When you created me in the secret place, carefully, skillfully shaping me from nothing to something. Hallelujah. I know where I came from. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I was a nothing. <laughs> I wasn't even expected to do well. I, I came out, I went, I did get the 13 plus, and I did go to college, but the only thing I came out of college with was woodwork. 
And Tony can tell you it's not that great, is it? <laughs> but, you know, God got hold of me. When I was 17, after I'd come out of college, God got hold of me. And he made something out of me. I stand here to you before you today. He came into my life and he changed me and he saved me and he brought me to a place where I could stand on the platform and I can put two words together. Well, by the Holy Spirit, you see, that God did that. Hallelujah. I had a terrific inferiority complex. I was very, I didn't want to be in front of people. But that was nothing to God. Hallelujah. He fulfilled. You saw who created me to be before I became me. Before I'd ever seen the light of day. The number of days you planned for me were already recorded in this book. Hallelujah. I'm not limited to 70 years. He, he planned a time span. Hallelujah. But I, I'm convinced I'm going to make the most of the time while I'm here. It says redeem the time. Hallelujah. Because the day is evil. Hallelujah. Don't waste your time on things that are not going to produce. Only go for the things that are solid on the rock of Christ Jesus. Every single moment you are thinking of me. Every single moment he's thinking of me. How precious and wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly in your every thought. Hallelujah. How profound is that? How profound is that? This is very profound, brother and sister. Hallelujah. Oh God, your desires towards me are more than the grains of sand on every shore. When I awake each morning, you're still with me. Hallelujah. It's a bit of a tough time when, when I wake in the morning because I'm, I'm with myself. But it's, it's marvellous how God comes on the scene and he gives us that excitement to have another day in his presence. And then this is how David began to write, uh, wind this whole dissertation up. God, I invite your searching gaze into my heart. Examine me through and through. Find out everything that may be hidden within me. Put me to the test and sift me through all my anxious cares. Hallelujah. This is King David on his day of coronation. He's singing this song. This is what he's saying to God. Now, do you, uh, can you wonder why God said he was a man after his own heart? So what we're reading here is what was in God's heart as well as David's heart. It's, it's, it's a real eye-opener to see how God deals with us. Search and gaze into my heart. The heart is truly the centre of God's presence in our lives. It's not ear, it's not the pump, it's the internal heart which God spiritually implants in us when we're born of the Spirit. 
It's there, right there. It's right there. You can feel it. That's where you feel it's your seat of your emotion. That's when I feel I know God. It's here, deep inside me. I know that I know that Jesus is mine. Oh, the warmth of his love I feel. It's right down here in your innermost being. Hallelujah. See if there's any path of pain I'm walking on. You know, sometimes we are walking on a path of pain because we are walking without the sight of knowing God and God's purpose and plan right there. We, and God is conscious of that. You know, we know how God dealt with the, uh, the sun. He, he was looking out over the battlements of heaven at the prodigal. Hallelujah. All the while he was walking away from him. He was looking at him. Hallelujah. And he was purposing. God was purposing in his heart for the day that he would come home to him. And as soon as he turned to come, come home, God was there to touch him and to empower him. God didn't go to the prodigal and say, look, you've got to learn that you can't do these sort of things. God went and put a ring on his finger, shoes on his feet. He empowered him. He gave him back the power that he lost when he walked away from God. Isn't this, this is how, it's, how I see this. See, there is... See, if there's any pain I'm walking on, lead me back to your glorious, everlasting ways, the path that brings me back to you. Hallelujah. What a song. I wish we had the music and we could all sing it. <laughs> but to read it and to in, imbibe in it and to drink it all in, the wonder, this is how God sees us in his omniscient vision of our lives. And during our journey this last week, God read another verse <laughs> to me. <laughs> Surely he does these things to me. It's lovely. Um, I'm very grateful to have her as a wife. She keeps me straight. And this is Jeremiah, because one way or another we love Jeremiah, don't we? <laughs> when I was an early Christian, I used to read Jeremiah and think, whoa, <laughs> I keep away from there, I'll go back to John's Gospel. <laughs> but now you can, you can find little nuggets in here. Jo Jeremiah 17. And verse 7. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters and that spreadeth out her roots by the river and shall not see when heat cometh, but her leaves shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Then to verse 10. This is the verse that really grabs hold of me. I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins. 
even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. See, God searches hearts. I pray he's searching our hearts this morning. Searching mine, he is. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. God gave me those verses when I was going for a biopsy to find out whether I had cancer. And I didn't. They couldn't find anything. They still like to carry on looking. But once is enough as far as I'm concerned. They, they seem to, if you get into a biopsy syndrome in a hospital, they seem to want to keep doing it until they find something. <laughs> That's what I came to the conclusion. <laughs> but if, if the answer comes back negative, take it and run with it. <laughs> and I, I, I thank God for his word, you see, the word of God. We can stand on it, can't we? I didn't know one way or the other, you know, if, if, I, if, if I was uh, had cancer, then I didn't. You know, I'm not afraid to find out these things. I don't know about you. We sort of a fear of, of knowing. But we shouldn't fear. Cancer's not something that we should fear. It has no power. God is in control. Hallelujah. That's the thing. And it, they mentioned the big C word and suddenly you're... <laughs> You're got, they've got your attention, haven't they? And they want to make you, well, it's the enemy, isn't it? Wants to make you focus on the problem rather than on the solution. Who is God? It's a wonderful thing to be born again. The privilege to be able to read God's word and preach God's word. I'm going to finish with Abraham. You see, Faith that isn't tried isn't faith at all. And we're going to Genesis 22 if you want to follow me. Abraham was sorely tried. As soon as he started walking with God, there was trials and temptations. But he walked before God with integrity. And that's the wonderful thing that we must always do. We must always walk before God with integrity. Our integrity is the most important thing that we have in life. And this man, Abraham, had integrity. He believed God. And because he believed God and trusted God, God was able to take him to limits that I would never want to go to. Hallelujah. We're at verse 9 in chapter 22, Genesis. And they came to the place which God had told him of. Abraham was going to build an altar on top of Mount Moriah <coughs> to sacrifice his son because God had instructed him to do so. <coughs> 
And they came to the place that Abraham, which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order, bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. God had told him to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham, he said, here am I. And he said, Lay not thy hand on the lad, neither do thou anything unto him, for I now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son. You see, God will take us to a point. It all it seems to be the whole of Abraham's life revolved about Isaac. Right from the start right until he was 100 and odd years when Isaac was born. There was this whole sequence that went on his life. And finally, God had given him what he'd promised. And it got to the point where God said to him, well, great, you set your store on this son, but I want him. <laughs> Go and sacrifice him. And, you know, I'm sure Abraham didn't tell his wife or the servants. He didn't even tell Isaac that's what was going to happen. But we find that he actually bound him to the altar. Hallelujah. Can you imagine that happening in a, in a situation like that? The child of promise bound to an altar in the top of this mountain. But Abraham so believed God that even if, we read in the New Testament, if, even if he had sacrificed him, that God would raise him up again. Hallelujah. And that is where we get to. As we walk with, our, with God, there will be things that come in your life that you desire, but God wants them. And it doesn't mean you've got to get a knife out and kill things. But things you have in your life have to die. Hallelujah. Now David walked that pathway until he became king. He, he, he'd been tossed and turned by Saul all of those years in, in his life, David had. He'd been tested and tried. But he came through. He was the most important king that there ever was in Israel. Hallelujah. Even Jesus is refer referenced as the son of David. Hallelujah. You see, you may get tried and tested, but you will come through if you believe in God. Trust in God. Hallelujah. So, that's all I've really got to say this morning.